Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 958. Pay attention to the people. The cars are wonderful. They're a great way to start conversations and whatnot. But ultimately, those conversations are going to be with the people, whether it's the owners, the caretakers, the curators. It's the people themselves that are going to tell the stories of the cars. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from New Jersey, Brian McCarthy. Hey, Brian, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, you bet. I've been eagerly awaiting this day. All right. <laughs> so I've done the Lamaze style dash to the car and I'm ready to go. All right. Cool. I love it. Brian McCarthy is an automotive blogger at Bearded Mug Media. His is a site where Brian combines his passion for photography and writing about automobiles, and as Brian says, where the shutter hits the word. Bearded Mug Media is an amalgam of his two joys with the beard on his face and a perpetual cup of black coffee that follows him around. He attends as many car-related events as possible and brings them to his website and social media platforms to share his fly-on-the-wall approach to capturing the cars and people who share his passion and share his interpretations of these great events. Brian's full-time job is a police officer in Jefferson Township in New Jersey, so thank you, Brian, for your service there. I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? All right, thanks, Mark. Uh, as you mentioned, my day job, quote-unquote day job, is a police officer, but uh, but my real passion is photography and writing. So what I like to say is I am a part-time photographer with a full-time passion. So during my free time, uh, I like to get out there and be amongst the things that I enjoy the most, which is cars, which ultimately leads to photography. And then I wrap it up with uh, with some written words. So. Absolutely. You know what I love about having you on the show, Brian, is your main job is a police officer. And first and foremost, thank you for your service there. It's a tough job but very well needed. But I love the fact that you're going to inspire some listeners today that if you have a passion outside of your main job, there is a way to do that passion and really create something out of it. And it could lead into something even bigger and greater. And that's exactly what you've done. And we're going to learn a lot more about that as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has some meaning to you. And it's a Nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Brian, take the wheel. All right. So, I put a lot of thought into this and uh, realized I couldn't really come up with a quote. One of, one of my favorite quotes is, one mustn't criticize on grounds to which they cannot stand perpendicular themselves by Mark Twain. Mm. But I, that doesn't really pertain. So, with the mantra, I like to just say, put yourself out there, meet people, talk to people, uh, I'm usually more comfortable being behind the camera. I like to take the pictures from afar. As you mentioned, I use longer lenses. Uh, but every now and then, I get into conversations with people, and it's and it's so important that you just talk to people, listen yeah. to their stories, the car owners. I mean, the cars are great, but it's the stories behind them that really um, you know make it all worthwhile. So, no, this is a really important point, and I've talked about this with a lot of guests. Is 
When you go to a car show or a car event, go up and talk to the owners because it really is about the people. And I've learned so much about an automobile and about a person by just asking a few simple questions like, tell me about your car, tell me what you do for a living. And then you just step back and stop talking and let them go. And you as a police officer have to interact with the public all the time. So you have a lot of practice with this. So <laughs> I found it interesting that you liked to be kind of behind the scenes and back. But I'm glad to hear that you get out there and talk with the folks. Because I would imagine that adds a whole other different layer of flavor to the writing that you do. It, it does. Because then you don't just write about, oh, this is a 1965 Ferrari, that, 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 that. Well, you know more about like the owner that purchased it right. or that restored it, or it was a family heirloom. And when I, I used to go to the to local CNC, the Cars and Croissants is what it's called mm-hmm. out here in New Jersey. And it took a, it took a couple of years for people to, to know who I was because I didn't particularly interact. Mm. I, I went there, I took pictures, I posted them. Uh, on our Facebook group, but I was very elusive. So once I started talking to the people and putting names to faces and, and faces to cars and really connecting the dots there, it really added that extra layer of of interest that made the blog post a little bit better. And right. just, you know, it generally made attending those more enjoyable because, you can say, hey, Steve, or hey, Joe, or, or whatnot. Oh, nice to see you have the car out and you shined it up, yada, yada. So, Or tell the backstory of the car, the acquisition, the story behind the car, the family. I, I've told my listeners this before. I took my son, Blake, to many, many events throughout his life. And he's told me numerous times now that he's done with college and he has a very great job. He said, Dad, it was all those events and you kind of pushing me forward to ask great questions of those car owners. That landed me my job. It lands me my success. It taught me how to communicate better. So it's I, I'm really appreciative you brought this up. When you go to events, go up to people and talk to them because you know what? Car people are friendly, happy people. That's for Absol- sure. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life you knew you were a car guy? Uh, there's not. A pivotal moment per se. I was always into cars, um, you know, since birth, uh, as many of your guests have said before. And I can attribute, I, I asked my mom this because I wanted to know, like, hey, when did I really enjoy cars? And she took all the credit. And, and uh, as she, she, of course, uh, mom should. <laughs> so her first, her first car was a, was a 1981 Toyota Celica ST. So not the fancy one, no frills. And she enjoyed cars. Uh, you know, had matchbox cars and Johnny Lightnings and all that. And I would imagine that that's pretty much where I picked it up. Yeah. So ever since day one, it's been cars, 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 whether it's, uh, you know, collecting the Hot Wheels or going to uh, the New York Auto Show when I was a kid and I, and someone had to drive me there or, yeah. or um, you know, reading as many car magazines as possible. It's always been a part of, of who of who I am. So Nice, nice. Well, Celica's those are pretty cool cars. My mom had a GT, and uh, uh-huh. that was just a really cool car. I learned how to drive a stick shift a bit on that car, which was really neat. So, as a, as an homage to my my mother, I actually purchased a 1981 Toyota Celica GT liftback in the same color, and it's still in my garage right now. All right, so. very cool. I love it. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. Talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way in your career, and 
it's not so much about the incident here, but it's the lesson you learn that you can carry forward and help others with if they're experiencing something similar. So take us to that experience and tell us how it helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your career. All right. So for this, I think the challenge for me is not necessarily a physical one or even a, even a mental one. It was more of a uh, this is a part-time photographer thing. So I don't have, you know, 24 hours a day to devote to uh, to this career path, this mm-hmm. this um, vocation, if you will. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't lessen the fact that I still take it very seriously. So I'm not. I don't like to say I'm like, uh, oh, this is a hobby for mine. Like I enjoy doing it, but I also want to, you know. Uh, establish a successful business out of it. Hmm. So just not having as much time as, uh, as I'd like to put, put towards it is, is kind of been a challenge, but however, you know, happy, uh, happy life is, is, is first and foremost, the, the number one thing. So you want to make sure that you balance everything out correctly. So hmm. doing, having a good work, I've developed a pretty good workflow going to the shows, taking, you know, 4,000 pictures, which is oh, wow. probably, probably <laughs> about 3,500 pictures too many, but well, that's okay. You know, yeah. You, you want to make sure you get the shot. Yeah. Um, and just making, making sure that you're, you're dedicating enough time to processing the images and, and, and getting them up online in a timely manner, but at the same time, making sure that you're a, attending your family needs as well. So yeah, yeah. I feel you know, you know, four years on with the with the bearded mug thing, I've finally come to a a, a happy balance, and uh, hopefully that continues into the future. So, you know, it's a, an important thing if you are trying to do be a sidepreneur, as I call it, somebody who's doing their own thing, but it's kind of aside from their main job. A couple of things I've heard from other folks is you got to be very organized. You got to set goals and attain those goals. But the other thing is your time management, and I'm glad you brought that up because I hear that from a lot of people. Is, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that or I'm not attending my kids' events enough or I'm not attending – I'm not working out enough to take care of my own health. But I like to say, you know, prioritize your time. And I've talked to people before where I've said, well, what do you do when you get home from work? Do you turn on TV? Well, don't do that. Leave the TV off and instead maybe watch some YouTube tutorials on how to be a better photographer or take some evening courses that are two hours long on how to be a better writer and better yourself that way to improve. But that life balance of everything, (laughs) that's the tough thing. So let me ask you this. What's one takeaway you might offer a listener out there of how you've discovered a good way to balance out your life and all the priorities you have with it? So the one thing that uh, that I've always felt was important, you know, you, you go to as many events as possible yep. because you you want to meet all the people. But at the end of the day, you also want to make sure those many events don't eat away at your at your time that could be spent either you know doing things around the house or, or going on you know picnics or whatever maybe with you know with your wife and family and whatnot. So you want to make sure that. You do what you need to do to make your your business your side. What you just said, that was side funny. sidepreneur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to make that successful, and you want to take all the opportunities that, that you can. But you also want to make sure that's not detrimental to your to your home life because yeah. you know it, as it, as a as a side business, it's not your your main 
um, meat and potatoes, you know, your main breadwinnings. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're not devoting too much time to it yeah. where it starts eating into your, your family time. Yeah. I think the key, and I've been married 33 years now, and it's not that I'm not the perfect husband by far from it. <laughs> My wife's tried to knock off all the burrs, but she hasn't quite got them all <laughs> off yet. But I think the key thing is communication there and talking with your spouse, your family, if you have kids. Uh, yeah, is uh, breaking it apart. For some reason, that's for some people, that's a calendar. Other people, it's a different way of managing and tracking their time. But a lot right. of it is just looking at what you're doing every day and focusing on the most important things. But good things, good lessons there. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career or a life aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate a new path for you. Tell us about yours. All right, so for the, the aha moment, um, there's, there's a, a couple of them back in, back in 2007, I, uh, I was emailing the editor of performance VW magazine to see if, Hey, do you need anybody stateside? Cause it's a British, it's a British magazine. Mm-hmm. Do you need anybody stateside who, uh, can do show coverage or, or, you know, photography on, on any features or whatnot. And a couple months later, it took a while. He actually got back to me. And was hey sure you know, so I did a couple I did a couple um, shows Volkswagen shows in the U.S. here and typed up my my coverage my words sent pictures and had it published cool and performance VW magazine which was pretty rad to yeah. see you know your name on the byline there oh yeah and your pictures on you know and and they had a beautiful magazine there for some reason the the uh, the UK magazines have like the quality of the paper is, and the size of the magazine is much better oh, yeah. than the U.S. Yes. ones. But, yep. um, and it was just so cool to just see your your stuff there. So at that point, I was like, "All right, this is pretty cool." That that being 2007, I kind of didn't have uh, my footing as far as what direction I wanted to go. Um, I was at a, fresh out of college and whatnot, so it, I I kind of hibernated a little bit until. I don't know, 2012 or whatnot, when I established this bearded mug media name. Mm-hmm. And then um, fast forward, I, I I went to as many, you know, car shows and whatnot, and I would write blog posts and then I would I would email the, the, the blog post to the car show and to the Concours or whoever. And uh, the one that, that got back to me was actually Greenwich Concours. Oh, nice in, event. In Connecticut beautiful event yeah. and uh, you know i went and i went one year just the one day it's a two-day event saturday sunday um did my thing and then the following year i find i made both both days saturday sunday you know just as a as a spectator took pictures wrote my thoughts up about it and i i composed what i thought was a it was a pretty nice blog post nice. and um <laughs> i sent it to uh I, I i posted on their facebook wall and i was like hey this is what i did and they actually reached out to me and was like wow that's that's pretty nice uh we should talk and they actually ended up hiring me as uh as one of their official photographers awesome so that right there was an aha <laughs> an aha because it went from you know, hey, listen, I, I really enjoy these cars and I really enjoy taking pictures. And now somebody wants to actually utilize my services. Right. Okay. I I I I think this I think this could work. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is a really great story and and I've heard this before. If you just put yourself out there, and I think it was really bold of you back when you were just out of college to contact this European magazine and say, Hey, I can do this because 
The worst they can do is never respond or say no. Right. So what? Okay, you tried. But if you don't try, nothing will happen. And today, with the technology we have, anyone can do their own website for virtually free. You can start putting yourself out there for free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can get help. You can. I built my whole website by watching YouTube tutorials on how to <laughs> how to code and how to yeah. do everything. I mean, you just it just takes time. You got to want to do it. So I love the fact that you put yourself out there and you continue to do that. Kudos to you. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many of those along the way, but is there one that really stands out for you? I mean, I mean, I think it's just going to piggyback onto that last question. Um, seeing my work is now pretty uh pretty well displayed on the Greenwich Concord website. Yeah. And just being able to work with them uh with the poster car last uh last October or last November, I took a ride down with them uh to the Simeon Museum. Oh yeah. And the the uh the upcoming event is going to they're going to have a huge Cunningham display and down at the Simeon Museum they have a I think it's a C4R and just being able to capture that car out outside not in a museum you know they brought it outside because the, the Simeon museum does a uh, does a lot of like um not ride and drive because they don't put anybody in the but yeah uh, but but fred does go just, out there yeah, to drive his car he, he, yeah. he takes it out there and and it was just awesome to see and hear that car and fred Simeon, dr Simeon, pardon me dr Simeon was out there and the smile and the joy that he got from driving that car around the, the back parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And I was able to capture it. It was just, it, it was awesome. It was yeah. truly awesome. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Fred was a guest here on cars. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Uh, if, if our listeners don't know about the Simeon collection, they really should go check it out. You can find his show on the cars. Yeah. Website. Uh, just type Fred Simeon in there, and you can listen to him talk. Uh, marvelous guy. He's really done a fantastic job with his collection. Yeah. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time and talk about your first really special car. What was that vehicle? Okay, so I so again, I, I thought about this a lot. I, I haven't had, owned many cars um, in in my lifetime. The the first really special car I was. I was going to say my the first car I purchased, which was a 1989 Toyota Supra. It was my second car, still in high school, where it was a replacement for my first car, which was an 87 Toyota Corolla that uh, didn't last a year without me wrecking it. Uh-oh. But I'm, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll skip and, that part. <laughs> uh, so I found, the, I, I found the Supra in uh, newspaper want ads. Like this was – I don't want to say pre-internet because you know, I'm not that old, but uh, – <laughs> I, I found it in the want ads. It was a couple towns over. I drove over. I looked at it. It was awesome. Uh, I actually ended up writing this to convince my parents that a sports car would be a good replacement for a four-door car that I couldn't even – Okay. You know, I'm going to stop you right here because yeah. we're going to have to post that because there's – there's every young kid wants to know how do you convince your parents that you get a sports car? <laughs> yeah, you you write this you write this uh, this list and you and you you uh, it's like almost like a pros and cons list, uh-huh. but it's a contract that said, oh yeah, uh, if you allow me to buy this Supra, you can have unlimited rides in it, <laughs> and uh, I promise you know to wash and wax it, yada yada. Yeah. But that that's not even the the special car, so I'm going to stop myself here. Okay. Um, because the first really special car for me would be my the, the replacement for that Supra uh, was a 1998 Volkswagen Jetta, oh, and now cool. that car that car is very plebeian. It's not it was it was not a, a special car. 
in, in terms of uh, fancy or anything. Mm-hmm. But that car for me opened up the door to the Volkswagen culture. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Volkswagen guy. I, I've owned many of them afterwards. But that car allowed me to immerse myself in the the culture of Volkswagens. I, I developed or I met a great group of people through that. I went on lots of adventures with it. And, you know, I liked, I like to go back in time and say, man, if I, there, there was a few different cars that I had lined up to replace the super. And if I went, you know, if I chose door, door number B instead of door number A, well yeah. then who knows where it would be today. Yeah. So uh, it you was know- really powerful. Yeah, I, my wife and I, the first car after we got married that we bought new was her Jetta GLI. This was in the uh, mid-80s because I was, let's see, married in 84. I better have that right. She might be listening. And uh, <laughs> and we bought her a brand new GLI. And I'd, I'd had a, uh, at the time I had a 79 Scirocco that I bought new when I was in college. Uh, that Jetta was great. It, we took many trips in that. Well, we had our first child and uh, carded her around in that car. Many trips from San Diego up to Mammoth Mountain and Salt Lake City to go skiing and Tahoe and all over the place. So awesome cars. They were great. We had that car for, I think, 11 years. It was a long time. Ah, so that's pretty good. it was a great car for sure. Well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there one you've let go that you really <laughs> wish you had back? There is. I, it's another Volkswagen, naturally. <laughs> um, it is a 2003 GTI. It was a 20th anniversary mm. uh, in jazz blue, nice. which it, it came in three colors. Jazz blue was the best color it came in. <laughs> I had it. I bought it uh, in 2006. It was like an off-lease car, low mileage. I kept it as immaculate as I could, but I drove everywhere with it. So I put a a lot of miles on it. And in 2000, I think 2012, I finally just didn't have a place to keep it anymore. Actually, it was 2013. And uh, I regrettably sold it. And the person who purchased it, they actually had a nice garage for it. So I knew it went to a good home. But if I had the opportunity and the funds and the place to keep it, ultimately the place to keep it is is the the reason I don't have it anymore, I would I would have bought it back in a heartbeat. Yeah, they're great cars. I love them. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow here. We're in the first day of February 2018, so the, the year is still new. I'd love to hear what has you really excited and fired up about Bearded Amug Media in 2018. What are you working on? What's coming up? So in in 2018, I'm, I, I have a few different projects that I hope to see to the end, but you know we'll see what happens because as, as you said, it's it's still early. So uh, I'm I'm looking to to revamp my website, kind of make a place where if people want to purchase images, they can. Um, and with that, I mean I've taken thousands of pictures over the last five six years or so. Nice. And they're I'll say they're somewhat organized, but there's so many of them that are just still in folders on my computer and they've yet to be, we'll say debuted. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to kind of delving into that and, and getting them up there on, I don't know, some kind of smug mug or something. So if people want to, people want to buy them, Hey, that's great. But, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the plan for now. So (laughs) there you go. Well, make the plan work the plan. That's what we say. So uh, I have no doubt that you'll accomplish all those goals. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Brian. If you were a car, what kind of car would Brian be and why? All right. So, again, I'm going to have to go back to Volkswagen because 
again, the you know great cars and whatnot. And uh, I would have to be a Volkswagen Golf R. Now here, now here's why. Okay. Uh, it's it's the car that's currently in my driveway, so that's cool. besides the point. And, and <laughs> you you know I, I picked it up on on my anniversary two years ago, a year ago. So my I like to say that my wife got me a new car for our anniversary. Nice. <laughs> um, but the reason being is that it's such a it's a great combination of of utilitarianism, and if it needs to be fun, it can be fun, and if it you know, it's a sporty car, so it's it encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. And um, if you need to, if you only if you can only have one car, it's a good car to have. Yeah. So I feel like it reflects me where I can be serious if I need to be serious. If I, you know, I have a fun side. So that's that's pretty much that's why I would be a golf a golf And I and I know I know my buddies at work. If they ever listen to this, they're going to bust my chops because. <laughs> You know, but that's fine. It's it's a good car. <laughs> hey guys, be nice to Brian, okay? He's a cool dude. I know because he's on cars, yeah. So and you're not. So there that's, you go. That's right. There you go. <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, uh, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? to design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage. It's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Brian, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? All right, if you're going to modify your car, make sure you have a plan in place so you're not doing things uh, twice or even three times. Yes, (laughs) yeah. You know, the other thing I tell people is talk to other people, join forums, go out there and find out what other people have done 
that have been successful, but more importantly, what have has not been successful, and it's yeah. been a huge waste of money or detrimental <laughs> to the car. So, yeah, most likely that's the way to do it. Well, how about a personal habit? Is there one that you have that you think has contributed to your many successes over the years? Uh, get up early. Hmm. You know, don't yeah. don't waste time. Get up and start your day. Seize the day. Absolutely. Yep. Now, do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Obviously, one of the best ones out there would be what you're doing. But is there another one that you like? <laughs> I, I like uh, I like going on Facebook groups. Hmm. There, there's pretty much a group for anything. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different automotive groups. But make sure, this is very important, make sure you don't get sucked down the rabbit hole that is Facebook because that is a huge time waster. Oh, God, yeah. So, so stay in the groups, ask your question, look, look at the pictures, and then X out of the window. Yeah, and, yeah. I've been invited to so many great uh, Facebook groups. Just got invited to another one last night. But I do always say this. If you want your dinner to cook faster, put it in the oven and get on Facebook. I guarantee you, you're bur- you'll burn your dinner every time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get a very loud alarm because uh, it will burn. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? All right, for this, I would have to I would have to say Sam Smith. Now, he's uh, if you're not familiar with the name, because he's a, he's a columnist for Road and Track. Ah, uh, yes, and his his. Word choice and word flow is unbelievable. So I can only imagine sitting down and have a con- having a conversation with him is just as good. Yeah. Um, so ab- that that would be the person that I would I would enjoy a beer with. Yeah, I'd love to have Sam on this show too. So Sam, or if anybody knows him out there, have him reach out to me. I'd love to have him on the show. I love his writing. Now, about a book, there are lots of great books out there for everyone to enjoy. But is there one you'd like to share? There is. It's uh, it's going to be the Small Silver Speedster by <laughs> Dwight Nolan, and I'm and I know you know him. Yep, he's been a guest numerous times. Yeah, uh, and and the reason I choose this one is I'm still I'm, it should be uh, arriving in my mailbox any day. Now. Mine too. I got three of them, so yeah, they're on their way. But uh, we're having our we're expecting our first child in just a month. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. Thank you very much. And it's going to be a little girl. Ah, so I'm excited for this particular book because it's a, fa- it's a father door, father daughter story. Yeah. So. You know, I'll remind our listeners if you didn't have the pleasure of listening to my talk with Dwight, I've had him on the show three times now. He's one of the very, maybe the only guest that's been on three times. Uh, he is a wonderful creative guy who's created a series of children's books about cars, but these are probably the best children's books about cars I've ever had. And I've got kids, but they're grown up. But I always buy several copies for my grandkids. If I'm ever blessed to have grandkids in the future, that'd be pretty cool. But also to give away as gifts. But they are even fun for adults. So check it out on uh, Carpe Viem, a website, Dwight T. Knowlton. You can find his shows and links to his website on the Cars Yacht website. And you can find all these great resources that Brian's been so kind to share on his show notes page. Now that you're an alumni, along with Dwight T. Hilton on Cars yeah, <laughs> just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Brian, B-R-Y-A-N is the spelling of his first name, McCarthy is his last name, and you'll find a link to uh, Bearded Mug Media. I think you'll enjoy what you find there. All right, we are up to the fun question here, Brian. The last question, the checkered flag question, and this can be a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the planet, in the world, doesn't matter where it is, who belongs it. Who belongs to it, I should say. I'm going to buy it for you, and money's no object. So what's it going to be? So I'm, I'm excited that someone's finally going to step up to the plate and purchase this for me. So <laughs> okay. thank you. You're welcome. Uh, 
So the, the car that I always fall back on, the one that I that I, one day I'll own, but not today, not tomorrow, is the Porsche 993 Turbo in arena red with a gray interior. It is the epitome of of sports cars for me. Uh, the color is perfect. The body shape is perfect. And actually, the uh, my wife would. At the time, we were just dating, but for my 30th birthday, she memorialized the 993 Turbo in a, in a gift to me. My my buddy Ethan at uh, 8380 Labs does a lot of graphic design, uh-huh. and he made this super cool poster of that 98 Jetta that I talked about, the, the uh, 20th anniversary GTI that I also talked about, uh-huh. and then below it is a beautiful side rendition of the 993 turbo in arena red, kind of like a dream car type deal. So, nice. and you, you know, mileage doesn't matter cause I'm going to drive the wheels off of it. <laughs> good <so>. for you. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Well, I have a good friend, uh, David sweet. He's just an awesome guy who lives here in the Pacific Northwest. He actually sold one of those a couple of years ago. Ah, just missed it, but maybe I can figure out who bought it and, <laughs> and go get that for you. But, his was in that beautiful arena red, gray interior. Wonderful car. I had the pleasure of owning a 993. It wasn't a turbo, though, unfortunately, but it was a 4S, so it had the turbo okay. body and all that fun That's- stuff. But uh, oh, the 993s are just spectacular cars, and you add the turbochargers to that thing, and it's quite special. So I'll get to work. And since you live on the other side of the country, I might have to find one like in L.A. and drive it over there for you. That, that would be fun, but I'll fly you out. We can do a road trip, take it back home there, too. Your home there in New Jersey, that'd be great. Well, Brian, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the countryside in that 993 Turbo? Pay attention to the people. The I, I mentioned this before. The, the, the cars are wonderful. They're a great way to start conversations and whatnot, but ultimately those conversations are going to be with the people, whether it's the owners, the caretakers, the curators, it's, it's the people themselves that are going to tell the stories of the car. So pay attention to them, listen to what they have to say and everything will be all right. Absolutely. It always goes back to the people. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow along with your bearded mug media website well you can find me at beardedmugmedia.com uh, i'm also a little more active on my facebook page which is bearded mug media and uh as of the beginning of 2018 and my new year's resolutions i'm trying to post more on instagram as go. well yep uh bearded mug media and then twitter not so much but uh that uh, those are the uh, the outlets there. The Instagram is the place to be for sure. But I'll remind our listeners again. I'll put links to everything everywhere you can find Bearded Mug Media and Brian McCarthy on his show notes page on the Cars Yow website. Just go there, type in Brian. Remember that's B R Y A N, and uh, you'll find that site. I would encourage you to follow along with with this young man's doing. And Brian, again, congratulations to you and your wife for your incoming young daughter, new child. Oh, you're up for some wonderful experiences and you can share your passion about cars with her like I did with my daughter as well. Thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I will see you down the road. All right. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. 
But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.